When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guys, Mojo Mutati, Edward Lewis. Fellas, we're going to start with Conor McGregor. The UFC superstar has been accused of raping a woman June 9th after the NBA Finals game in Miami. This is the game, of course, where Connor punched Bernie the mascot and actually ended up sending him to the hospital. Well, now uh, we are learning, and we broke the story on the website earlier today, that uh, something far more sinister is alleged to have happened. Now, uh, before Edward gives us the details here, an effort to be as fair to Connor as possible, he is adamantly denying these allegations and says uh, that he is not going to be bullied into anything says this did not happen, but that said, there is a woman, again, who is claiming that she was raped by the most famous UFC fighter who has ever stepped foot in an octagon. The allegations I'm about to explain to you are from demands letters that were sent to the NBA, the Miami Heat, Conor McGregor, and Conor McGregor's team this okay. week. Uh, uh, in this letter, they, they spell out the allegations. What they're claiming is that the woman was separated from her friends by NBA security and Miami Heat security. Uh, she's alleging that they locked her into a bathroom following the separation, and inside of the bathroom was Conor McGregor and another security guard. Now, the, the rest of the allegations here are very, very disturbing, but I'll sum them up uh, as best I can here without getting too graphic. She's alleging that Connor forcibly kissed her, then made her perform oral sex, and then at one point attempted to sodomize her. Uh, she claims in, in, these, in these letters that she was able to fight McGregor off with a series of elbows and eventually escaped. Now, we've learned since she has filed a police report. Uh, she went to cops on Sunday morning, and cops are investigating. But as you said, Connor is adamant that these allegations are false. Uh, in fact, in a statement, he said Mr. McGregor will not be intimidated. Now, in these demands letters, the woman is said to have uh, been open to settlement talks with Connor. We're not sure where that stands now because in the letter they gave him a deadline of June 12th to respond, and if he did not respond by then, uh, they would pursue litigation. So wow. it's it's unclear if Connor responded, but uh, I, I'm I'm assuming that he hasn't, and that settlement talks have not uh, gone down. So right, because we sit here, Ed. Right, it's it's June 15th here now, so that deadline was three days ago. Are cops, are police involved, Ed? You said she went to the police uh, to the police station on Sunday? Correct, yes. So they, they, they told us today that they are they have been investigating the situation since Sunday, but they're very tight-lipped about it all because the probe is ongoing. So they're still uh, pursuing everything. They're still listening to everything. They're still talking to all sides. But yes, a criminal investigation has been underway. Mojo, what do you think this ends up meaning ultimately here for Conor McGregor? I mean, the legal process obviously is going to play itself out. Like it's, it's just starting. Obviously, there could ultimately be charges. But for the time being, Conor McGregor is starring on a television show. He is on The uh, Ultimate Fighter. He is also supposed to fight Michael Chandler sometime over the next few months. But now the UFC's biggest star is, is caught up in a rape investigation. I mean, this is a big issue. This is a problem for 
Conor McGregor for ESPN, isn't it? Absolutely. This is a massive problem. Allegations are taken extremely seriously. Of course, before I say anything again, as you already have, we got to point out that these are just accusations right now. We don't know what really happened. This situation will play out for weeks, months to come, I'm sure, before we know anything that happened definitively. But regardless of that, allegations are a serious problem. Any associations that Conor McGregor has right now, this is going to be a problem for them as well. We know how things can go the second there's allegations out. You, you might get let go from a job. If you're on a television show, you might get replaced. Any tentative deals that are out there now go away. Even if the allegations aren't true, nobody wants that that media surrounding it. That's a problem for any company's PR. I'll say this about the Ultimate Fighter. That's something that obviously is not a live show. So, so that, if not all, at least for the most part, is already in the can. Though uh, ESPN could certainly make the decision to stop airing the show. And that's something that they're going to ultimately have to decide. The UFC, the Miami Heat, and the NBA, they have also, in addition to the statement that Edward Rode uh, read from Connor, they have also come out with statements, pretty standard stuff, saying that they're going to look into the allegations and, as you'd expect, that they obviously take something of this nature very seriously. So uh, this is a story that's only beginning. But, again, the most uh, famous UFC fighter ever, one of the most famous people in the entire world, has been accused of forcible rape. Stay tuned. The partying continues for the Vegas Golden Knights. Of course, they won the Stanley Cup Finals just a few days ago, and they haven't stopped partying since they won this thing Tuesday night. But they're not the only team partying, Mojo, because today in Denver was championship parade day for the Nuggets. Uh, you know, first championship, so you can only imagine how excited their fans were were to be out there and the players too and KCP uh, who played a big role especially in that last game oh there he is doing his best stone cold I know you appreciate that mojo uh, naturally <laughs> as, a, as a professional wrestler uh, my question was though mojo and, and I was wondering how uh, Jokic felt about the parade remember after the game they said to him hey you know Joker you excited about going to the parade with all the fans and he said no I just want to go home I do wonder, though, once he got out there with hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people, did his opinion change? Here's Nikola Jokic. Okay, okay, okay. Thank, thank you, though. Uh, you know that I, I told that uh, I don't want to stay on parade, but I f want to stay on parade. This is the fact that Yeah, this is, this is amazing. This is, uh, we're all going to remember this uh, our whole lives. And, uh, and when we see you guys that uh, came out on the streets, and uh, actually this one is for you. We love you, Denver. This one is for you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> so he changed his mind. Maybe his PR rep smartened him up. Like, hey, man, you're extremely boring right now. We're supposed to be lining up a whole bunch of new business for you, and you're just totally ruining all yeah. these opportunities right now. Pick it up. But I don't think that's what the case is, Babcock. Let me, let me tell you what exactly happened here. Joker is the ultimate competitor and he realized there was a title up for grabs that is far more important than just the mere lowly 
NBA championship, and that is the Party Rock championship. <laughs> Vegas won a day later, all right? And now it's a competition to see which team, which city is going to rally the hardest and go the most ham in the streets celebrating these titles. And that's what everybody wants to know this week. And Joker is a competitor. He knew he couldn't let Denver down or his teammates, so he had to step his game up. And we're getting the best Joker we've ever seen, off the court more so than on the court. Mojo, uh, talk about a guy uh, who has been to a bunch of those championship parades. Michael Jordan's sneakers, his game-used sneakers, NBA Finals game-used sneakers from one of the most infamous, historic, well-known, whatever you want to call it, performances of all time, the flu game, Mojo, the sneakers that Michael wore during that incredible Game 5 performance, Bulls versus the Utah Jazz in Salt Lake City when Michael had flu-like symptoms. He didn't sit out, though, Mojo. He played the game. He led his team back from down nearly double digits in the fourth quarter, ends up scoring 38 points. And again, the Jordan 12s that he had on his feet those that day are some of the uh, most historic and talked about sneakers ever. And they just sold on golden auctions for $1.38 million, Mojo. Obviously, you see the Michael Jordan signature on there, which that doesn't hurt the value, trust me. Talk about having a collector's item. These are quite literally a piece of NBA history. Yeah, absolutely. These shoes have particular meaning behind them. It's just not playing in a finals, a no. playoff game. A, that that a would be cool, game. right? Like, it would be cool if it was just from the finals, but the, the backstory. Absolutely. I mean, that backstory was immortalized in The Last Dance, which yeah. came out very recently. I got to think that played a factor here that it upped the ante. Maybe it added on that .38 million on the end <laughs> of that full million. I, I don't know, but that was like, uh, that was a big part of the show. That was... Yeah. That got some major airtime, and again, the the performance that he had while feeling that way in these shoes, huge. You go and you talk about what Jordan's sneakers actually mean to society these days, the collector item that they are, and the movie Air just came out yeah. with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, which was an incredible film, loved every second of it. A lot of things working uh, in the favor of these shoes recently. I'm a little surprised they didn't go for more, honestly. Yeah, they're actually, and I'm glad you said that, they're actually not the highest uh, grossing sneakers of all time. Uh, that record belongs to another pair of Michael Jordan's shoes. Uh, the 98 Finals shoes, this is now when Michael hit he may have pushed off, it depends who you ask, that jump shot right in Brian Russell's eye, sealed his sixth title, his third in the row, uh, his second three-peat, and uh, those shoes, Mojo, went for $2.2 million, so nearly a million dollars more. Uh, those were the last uh, sneakers that he ever wore wearing a Chicago Bulls uniform, so, so incredibly important. It just further cemented Michael's legacy. He could have sat out. The series was tied 2-2. We could have said, I'll see you in game six. He didn't do that. He played great. They won the series. And that's why he is the greatest player ever. Coming up next on CNC Sports, what would Muhammad Ali have thought about that melee that broke out after the Floyd Mayweather and John Gotti III exhibition fight on Sunday? Well, we are talking to his 
grandson who happens to be a fighter, Biagio Ali Walsh. Would he have loved it? Would he have hated it? We're gonna ask Biagio next on TNG Sports. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. I am your host, Mojo Mutati, joined by an extra special guest today ahead of a huge fight tomorrow at PFL 5 in Atlanta. Biagio Ali Walsh. How we doing, my friend? Good to see you again. I'm doing great. It's good to see you, too. How you feeling, man? Big fight tomorrow taking on Travell Martin at PFL 5. How is fight camp gone? You're ready for tomorrow. Tell us a little bit about that. Camp was normal. Um, uh, you know, the worst part to me is just cutting weight and, and weighing in, but we got that over with. Had an awesome breakfast that gained my weight back, so we're ready to go. There it is, man. Well, uh, obviously the fight on tomorrow's card that the world is just dying to see. Uh, you've had an incredible run with the PFL. I was there in Las Vegas when you finished your last fight, that big right that everyone needs to uh, watch out for. Mm -hmm. What would a win tomorrow at PFL 5 do for your career, do for your future? You, you know, you've had some amateur fights. You haven't turned pro yet. Would a win tomorrow be the thing that, that takes you there? Or, you know, you tr you spending some more time training? How, what do you think for tomorrow? Honestly, I think a couple more wins with uh, higher level skilled opponents would probably be a, a way for me to sit down to, with my coach and, and say, hey, like, what's the next step, you know? Because ultimately, like, I listen to him and if he thinks I'm ready to go pro, like, I'm going to go pro. You know, I, I'm trying to move my career smart, you know, just because people want me to turn pro, I'm not going to go pro just because people want me to, you know, I'm going to go pro when I'm fully ready to go pro. And by the time I go pro, I'll be hundred percent ready. If I go at my, in my coach's pace. So honestly, like, uh, yeah, uh, it's not that hard to stay patient. Uh, I'm amateur still. I'm only 24 years old. Um, in five years, I'll be 29, you know, so and by that point, I'll already be pro and hopefully I'll be fighting for the belt. But it's not that hard to stay patient right now. Well, obviously a good thing for a fighter staying patient to avoid mistakes. <laughs> Definitely a good thing. Maybe why you've been on such a heater recently. I'll tell you some people that haven't been patient whatsoever <laughs> recently, and that is absolutely the PFL making just monster move after monster move, signing Francis Ngannou, bringing on Jake Paul, million-dollar contracts. Talk about the future of the company and, and your role within it. Oh, yeah. No, the PFL is – they're going to take over, I think, in a couple of years. You know, they they treat their fighters great. 
they're allowed a couple sponsors as well. So not only are they getting a purse for fighting and winning, but they're also, you know, getting that sponsorship money as well. I'm just super grateful to be with the PFL. I knew about the PFL before I signed with them. And when they came to me to sign me, I was like kind of, kind of overwhelmed actually, you know, because it's such a great company. So uh, yeah, you know, they, they see potential in me. I'm super grateful for that. And I think that they're just honing me and they're developing me as a fighter to someday be one of their champions, one of their guys, one of the faces of their company. It's super exciting. And I can't wait to see where the company goes in a couple of years. All right. Last question before we get you out of here. We know you have a very big fight tomorrow. Gotta ask the big Floyd Mayweather, John Gotti, the third brawl. I'm not talking about what happened during the fight. I'm talking about the melee after the fight. What would your grandfather, Muhammad Ali, what would he have thought of what transpired? I think that if he was sitting on his big massage couch in Arizona he and saw that, I think he would have just been laughing, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> were you laughing after it too i was like whoa i mean it wasn't that funny but like i was like damn like there's a brawl but you know fighters are they're putting their life at risk you got one guy who's fighting another guy he's trying to hurt him the other guy's trying to hurt him as well you know there's bound to be some kind of chaos at some point but i'm not saying that it's right but uh you know look at uh the John Jones and DC, you know, things got kind of out of hand and stuff. It happens all the time in sports. So to see something kind of like happen like that, it's almost not really a surprise to me. Fair enough. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm just coming at this from a different perspective because <laughs> former WWE wrestler, that that kind of stuff is commonplace for us over there. You just sure. don't always expect to see him in, in mixed martial arts or boxing. So. Boxing, yeah. Look. Biagio, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Huge fight again tomorrow, PFL 5 in Atlanta. I got to say, buddy, I'm noticing that can right under you, and I myself am also a Celsius guy, so only one way to close this thing out, and that is a cheers to a big knockout tomorrow with you, sir. Biagio, yes, good luck, brother. Let's do this. Yes, sir. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, you, you know, my favorite baseball player is probably uh, Aaron Judge in the big leagues, but my favorite little league player is six-year-old Charlie Freeman. Charlie, uh, yes, uh, the son of Dodgers star face, uh, first baseman Freddie Freeman. This is a, a kid, Mojo, who we have been following since he was nothing but a little baby uh, who Whoa. was raking uh, in T-ball. Look at that. Boom. He powered just like dad, uh, and we have continued to follow this kid. Look at him right there with a beautiful line drive shot. That was a double. Uh, I think he got an RBI there. This kid can play mojo. So when we happened to see Freddie's wife, Chelsea, out in Los Angeles this week, we, uh, we had to ask her for a little update on our favorite guy, our favorite little player, Charlie. Here is Chelsea Freeman. How is young Charlie doing in his little league? Great, he's in the All Stars right now. Yeah. Do you feel like he's gonna play in the major leagues like his dad? You wanna play in the major leagues? Yeah. What team do you wanna play for? The Dodgers. Is, is there any pressure on him to be a good player, or is it just he's just a good player naturally? I think he's naturally a really good player, and he loves it. Do you think that Freddie will try to stay in the league long enough to play with Charlie, like LeBron? 
Is that a goal of his? I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> I think I'd be too old. <laughs> Adorable. He's a little shy with the camera still, Mojo, but he'll he'll get the hang of it. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll get there. He's just a kid. He's he's doing great. He's he's crushing it in the sport. Maybe not quite yet out of the sport just yet, but these things come. I know a lot of the pro athletes that are absolutely terrible. In interviews, so he. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joker. We just talked about one of them, <laughs> Jokic. Exactly. And you, look how good he is. Yeah, exactly. This is really cool. I don't know that we're actually going to see, um, a, you know, father and son in this case playing on the same team. It, it has happened before. We had Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr., of course. But in this instance, Freddie Freeman is already 33 years old. Charlie, he's only six. Uh, baseball. Not exactly like the NBA where you can step in at 18 and, and really uh, be an NBA star. Most of these baseball players, you're, you're sort of in your early 20s uh, at the earliest before you get in the big league. So I, I don't know that Freddie can hang on long enough, but I wouldn't be shocked if we do see little Charlie in the big leagues one day just like that. All right, Mojo, we are just about out of time. We've got a good one tomorrow, though, because your, your doppelganger, your, your younger son... Braun Breaker, the upcoming WWE superstar who has got a big-time match against Seth Rollins coming up Mojo tomorrow. He is going to join us again to preview what is undoubtedly the biggest match of his entire career. He looks like you, but I'll tell you what, uh, you're my guy. <laughs> you're my guy, Mojo. It should be good. It should be fun. Ever since I grew out this beautiful Mike Babcock hair, I look a little bit less like Braun. <laughs> you do. But I'm still with it. I'll take it as a compliment because Braun Breaker is absolutely on fire in WWE. And having him on the show tomorrow will make it, Babcock. We'll make it. It's the best show since 